Hello and welcome to this episode of the Southern 7 Podcast. I'm Shauna Ryan, Community Outreach Coordinator for Southern 7 Health Department and Head Start. Do you remember that time in your life somewhere between junior high and your early 20s when going to the doctor only happened if you were sick or needed a vaccine or whatever? But about the time we reached adolescence, going to the doctor on a semi-regular basis seemed to stop for many reasons, right? Well, that hasn't changed, but today, fewer kids between 11 to 21 are getting those annual checkups than ever before because kids are busier than ever before. Today, we're going to talk with one of our health educators here at Southern 7 about the Adolescent Health Program and why it's so important to make sure your child is getting those regular checkups, even when it doesn't seem they are needed, because as you'll soon learn, they really are. So stick around. We'll be back right after this. Southern 7 Health Department and Head Start. Making a difference in your community, one family at a time. Recharge your immunity against both COVID-19 and flu this fall by receiving the new bivalent booster and flu shot at the same time. The new bivalent booster offers broader protection against COVID-19 variants and is available to people over age 5 that have at least two shots of Moderna or Pfizer or one shot of J&J. Talk to your healthcare provider, local health department, or visit vaccines.gov to find more information and locations to get your shots. This message is provided by the Illinois Department of Public Health and Southern 7 Health Department. 6342297. Welcome back to the Southern 7 Podcast. I'm Shauna Ryan, Community Outreach Coordinator for Southern 7 Health Department. Joining me today is Jessica Short. She is a health educator here at Southern 7 Health Department, and we're going to be talking about adolescent health. Is that right? Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> um, now, first off, tell us a little bit about the Adolescent Health Program. What is it? Is it a grant? Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Yeah, so the Adolescent Health Program, I believe, is in its third year with Southern 7 Health Department. So we've been getting funding for the past three years from primarily Illinois Department of Public Health, but there's also federal funds to supply um, services for Southern 7. And really the focus of the grant is so that um, adolescents and young adults ages 11 to 21 get a well care visit at least once a year with a healthcare provider. Um, we know that, you know, things like heart disease and cancer and mental health things are all on the rise, especially after the COVID pandemic. So um, Southern 7 wanted to try to, you know, get kids early, started with going to the doctor, get comfortable. So I believe it's about year three that we've had this program and I'm a health educator in charge of kind of overseeing and implementing the program. So is it something that's done throughout the seven counties or is it just focused on one particular area? Sure. So um, we definitely structured the grant and the program to be kind of based out of the Union County office in Anna, Illinois. Mm -hmm. So my base office is in Anna in Union County and we have a wonderful pediatrician, Dr. Kathy Swafford, that we partner with to implement the program. So it's based out of Union County, but we are now in year three trying to do outreach with our other counties so that other providers and other schools, organizations know that we're out there trying to get the word out that we want to get our, you know, kids ages 
just 11 or 21, I shouldn't call them kids, young adults, <laughs> into the doctor at least once a year. So based out of Union County, but we are serving the other counties as we're able to, and hopefully we continue to grow the program in the future. Okay, is this... Is the program, is there a fee for it? How, how do the parents pay for the program? Sure. Um, so there's actually no, you know, cost or anything for someone to call into our office to get help on locating a primary care physician or a pediatrician. Um, we do have uh, transportation help that we can provide, you know, via like a, a gift card or a, a Shawnee Mass Transit voucher. So if you have transportation access or barrier access, we can help you help you with that. We don't actually cover the cost of the well care visit, but we can do all the support wraparound services to identify where the office is, make sure um, that the information is correct, and then do the referral and the resources from there. And transportation is something that we can help within this grant. Okay, so we want to make sure people realize we're not providing the physicals. Right. We're providing providing the outreach, helping them to connect yes. with a healthcare exactly. provider, yeah, like you definitely. mentioned, Dr. Swafford. Yes. Um, and helping them get there. So yes, exactly. And unfortunately, because um, there is a shortage of pediatricians and. Um, sometimes even like primary care physicians, not all counties have, you know, lots of offices. Um, but sometimes there's only like a, a doctor there so many days of the week. Mm -hmm. So we're really just wanting to make sure we can be a conduit and a, a little, you know, support on where do I go? What time are they open? How do I get there? Um, and then obviously, you know, push the message of it's really important that they get in to see a doctor at least once a year. Um, and obviously more if, if needed because adolescence is such a, a crucial time for a young person as they mature into adulthood. So usually um, the kind of, you know, things that we'll get are, you know, I'm not sure where to go or is this office still open? So we do a lot of supports um, that help them get connected to where they where they need to be okay. and know what's out there because unfortunately there is a shortage. So Sure. And this is a time in a child's life where there's usually a little bit of a gap. Yes. In healthcare. So yes. what are some of the what are some of the things that are done during a well care sure. visit? Yeah. So we definitely do um, or the physician the physician's office will do like, you know, height and weight and blood pressure and they'll um, obviously check for mental health concerns. That's a big thing in adolescence is the stress of, you know, doing well in school and handling relationships and so really it's just a conversation about after we do, you know, like their height and weight and check their blood pressure, it's just how are things at home, how are things at school, hopefully they'll open up and share what's going on and if they're feeling comfortable then they can have another conversation about does it need to be overfull to see a mental health professional. A lot of the other things that um, like Dr. Swafford's office or other PCPs or family practice docs will talk about is looking the young person in the eye and talking about are you sleeping enough? three or four hours is not enough sleep for a young person and I can't tell you how many times <laughs> when I go into a high school or a junior high and we talk about what goes on in a well care visit a lot of the kids will raise their hands and say I only sleep you know three or four hours a night and we really want them to get that good you know six seven eight hours of rest that a young person's you know body needs as they you know are, are in their teen years and um, so unfortunately, you know, making sure they get that messaging about that. And then the other things that usually will be talked about are things like how much screen time are you, you know, utilizing? Because unfortunately, there's a lot of everybody's on their screens now. So we want them outside exercising. We want them eating healthy diet. Those are the things also that in a well care visit, 
we go over and it is not a sports physical that's something else that we really definitely want to stress with our families with our young people that as they take power over their health care and they are empowered to get health care and ask questions um, you know sports is obviously really big in the heartland and we have a lot of you know colleges universities junior colleges high schools everybody's into sports but it's it's definitely not just you know going in for a sports physical which is mm -hmm. just you know can can I engage in an athletic you know opportunity it's it's way beyond that and sometimes people think oh you know I had my son or daughter in for a sports physical you know we don't need to do anything else right. you know we definitely want to make sure parents know that it, it's better to get that next appointment or if you're there for a sports physical it's an opportunity to say well I'm here for my sports physical so I can get checked to play football or basketball mm -hmm. but while I'm here let's just do my you know well care visit annual visit that's more in-depth that's going to cover all the areas of being an adolescent or a young adult so it's an opportunity to get that done too well there's two good reasons for doing this in, in addition in my thinking first off we've just come off of covid so a lot of these kids are coming from that sitting still lifestyle you yes. know not getting up having yeah. that recess time mm -hmm. or outdoor time or go time yeah but also too this is a time when you, like you mentioned, all the different things that they check. We think, well, why would you check a blood pressure of 11 or 12 year old? But this is a time to look for, like you say, those early problems yes. that might not have gotten seen during COVID. Because again, teachers aren't having their eyes on the kids and yes. checking things yep. um, and noticing things. So it's, it's a good baseline for that. Absolutely. And a lot of times, you know, it, if you're seeing your doctor or your pediatrician, your family doctor, your pediatrician regularly through your elementary years, maybe you see them, you know, for ninth grade and then you don't go back for you mm -hmm. for a couple of years. Like we, we want to avoid that because mm -hmm. if you look at the data and the statistics, it seems like, you know, pretty good regular attendance. And then after ninth grade, you know, young people and families are reporting that there's like two or three years, four years where they're not getting in front of a, of a healthcare professional to maybe look at some of that preventive care, you know, warning signs where it's like, we need to get ahead of this and make sure that, you know, they're understanding why it's important. So it's messaging, it's education, it's empowerment. It's, it's all those things we're trying to accomplish with this grant. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of times as a parent, we go, well, they had their vaccines. Right. Everything was good there. Right. And you kind of forget going forward because life is just busy. Exactly. Yeah, we're a very hectic society and there's a lot coming at young people and coming through COVID and being isolated. And mm -hmm. that's another thing when we're in, you know, high schools talking about well care visits. We'll talk about how difficult it was to be on Zoom and try to learn, you know, through a screen and not be in a group setting and not have your peers around you and trying to absorb all the lessons that we need mm -hmm. to in a particular class. And and, you know, it's, it, it's difficult. And if we ask them to kind of, you know, talk and share about it, a lot of times what they say is like, yeah, that was really hard. And I don't think I learned everything I was supposed to learn or I did feel a lot of stress or I feel like I have some anxiety or, you know, I, I feel like, you know, now I'm, I'm back because we're back now, which hopefully that continues. But um, the thing about being isolated and just feeling like they're trying to catch up and then I think they feel pressure that maybe they're not where they want to be or did I learn everything I was supposed to. So, yes, yeah, I think they've been through a lot and obviously, unfortunately, mental health stuff does affect other areas of our life. So even if they don't have the words to maybe verbalize that, if they get in front of a healthcare provider who knows what to look for, who knows what the warning signs are, and there's some really nice, you know, screening tools out there too for parents and they can go 
go in and sit down and just look at a checklist or you know look at something on a piece of paper that might give them some words to actually talk about it because they're not going to be experts in any of this they're just trying to be a young person in a difficult you know sometimes difficult world or um, but I think sometimes if they get in front of the person who knows what to look for, then they can kind of take the next steps, whether it's a physical issue or a mental health issue. The main thing is that they're getting in front of an expert who knows what to look for, and then mm -hmm. they can kind of do referrals off of that. And the screening tools are really important for some of that, which is also covered in this grant. Exactly. Now, we're talking about having this be an annual uh, type of thing. Um, you know, for parents and caregivers, they think, well... You know, getting there, getting that done every year. But like you say, it is really important to make sure they can see, they can get a baseline on things and, and know where to move going forward. So exactly. Um, now, part of this, uh, during a well care exam, these young people, and again, we're talking about kids between age 11 to 21, um, they learn to develop healthy adulting skills. Tell us about that. Yeah, what is that? so um, I know that, that uh, adulting, usually people do the little air quotes around <laughs> adulting. And exactly. You see adulting in, you know, comedy shows or you see it, you know, in movies. And it's definitely kind of like a little, you know, pop phrase that's been around and I think with adulting what we're trying to do there is kind of like reference you know pop culture or reference that that term adulting has kind of come into the lexicon in terms of how you know adults interact with teens and how teens and adolescents interact with their adult you know uh, people in their life whether that's in school or at church or at home and what what we're talking about with adulting is just kind of letting them think about things that they're going to have to do when they are you know in their adult years and practicing skills like being organized and being able to ask questions and being able to think about okay um, if I don't know where the answer is that I need or I need information and I don't know how to get it how do I go about doing that so it's just you know a part of the empowerment piece is let's practice how to be in an office and how to be in an exam room and let's get into a good habit of if you're having an exam and a healthcare provider is sharing something and you not you're not really sure what they're talking you know stop and say can you explain that to me a little bit better or maybe you know by the time they're in high school they do get to have some one-on-one -on -one time in the office and they can say you know like I have a question about this or I don't really understand that so it's kind of just practicing those things that as you mature into your adult years, figuring out how to be comfortable with that, practicing that skill. So going into the office, making an appointment, figuring out, you know, um, who my doctor is, or, you know, I, I would say adults would probably share that navigating healthcare is, is not the easiest thing. So if you're a young person, it's not something that you're going to innately know how to do. So another part of the program is really just going in and talking with them about well, you know, what are the things that, you know, you would think you would need to know if you want to go to the doctor? And, you know, obviously things come up like, I don't know who my doctor is, or I don't know what the hours are, or what kind of insurance that we have. So it's just getting them to kind of get little by little more comfortable with that. And obviously, you know, we don't do that exactly the same we would with an 11 year old as we would with a 16 or 17 year old. But just, you know, by that age category, a little more comfortable navigating, you know, those quote adulting skills mm -hmm. that hopefully as you mature, you pick up along the way. And this program tries to just encourage that, foster that and have them start to think about it. 
Well, I know like in their late teens, and I, I go by my own children on this, you know, once they hit a certain age, maybe 17, 18, that kind of around through there, I encourage them, schedule your own doctor's appointments. Uh, here's your insurance yes. card. Yes. You know, letting them know mm -hmm. all of these different things that they need. Yes. Yeah. And I noticed with my children when I started doing that, they would end up scheduling their own eye appointments and their own dental appointments. And it'd be weeks and I'd go, wait a minute, have you had an, an eye, eye appointment recently? Right. Oh yeah, I did that a month ago. Yeah. So yeah. those are all things that when they're little is very daunting for them, yes. but it's very yeah. important for them to understand that. Now, now, do you do role playing on this? Kind of like, okay, this is what it's like to go to a doctor's sure. office. These are some of the things. Do you do some of that? Yeah. So when we're in schools and we're kind of talking about the program, we kind of go through like, well, what are the things that maybe you'd want to ask your doctor? Doctor, or you know if you think about you know like what do you need to make an appointment why well, I, have, I have to have the information and maybe I have to have my insurance card or you know how would I get there so just kind of taking the intimidation out of it because it, it it's not you know when you're in that setting it can be a little bit intimidating mm -hmm. and it, it can also be something where if they're not really aware of how that connects to them being able to be successful at school or at home or at work and connecting all those dots up but definitely having those kind of like a conversation like we're having now about you know how that works and do you have questions and it's okay to ask a question if you're not sure or kind of just navigating the process so just that back and forth is something that usually they're very you know once we start the conversation they get more comfortable with it um, and then they kind of see how yes you know i understand this and then we have a, a separate you know usually conversation to the side about oh it has been a while since you know i've been to the doctor that's something that once we start having that back and forth someone you know will say like oh you know i don't remember when the last time i actually you know what was there and maybe yeah. i need to go home and ask you know mom or dad about that or maybe i need to just if i'm you know 17 or 18 go ahead and just get that information and take that on you know as myself and that's empowering for them and it gives them skills that they're going to have you know long into their adult years well and with covid and everything that came around you know we really kind of switched gears as a nation especially in illinois in getting all your vaccines online and getting into yes. that registry yeah and so it's important for the kids to know that too how do you access that information yes, um, exactly. even though their schools have copies of things right it's kind of neat to know okay this is what you need mm -hmm. to do so very good um for parents and care caregivers this is one of the questions we were talking about yeah. why is a well care visit important even when my adolescent or young child is healthy right right so your, your kid is going along and doing fine they they're up to date on their vaccines everything's moving along well, I mean I look at like for me you know as an adult we go and we get our regular visits right. why is it important for this age group too? right right yeah I think it's um, probably twofold number one is um, I think it's just kind of that comfort level with you know going every year and why it's important and developing kind of like that second you know memory habit response of you know we do need to do it even if we're feeling healthy because it kind of it builds our medical history and it kind of builds a medical record you know as we continue to go you know into you know teen years into early adulthood so it, it builds a good strong base you know of information that your doctor can have and there's not you know that that gap there so they can kind of build out your medical history and your medical record 
that's important to do even if you're feeling well it's just gonna help you know the overall picture of you mm -hmm. as a patient for the person who is you know trusted to, to take care of you and help you you know be well um, that's number one and I think number two even if you know things are good and you're up to date I think it just kind of models for that if you're the parent it kind of models that for the young person that you know um, if you know your parent or your caregiver is saying hey we're doing good but we still need to go every year then hopefully they they develop that you know as they grow old and then maybe with their kids it's like that's just something that they do that they understand is important so it's kind of like that fundamental knowledge generational knowledge of we do all the preventive care we build our medical mm -hmm. records and our history so that we can be our optimal health and that we're worth that and it's a good sense of like I care about myself and I want to take an active role in my health care so I think it's good for like a self self-esteem too so. Well, and that's something that's going to, like you say, help them later on. Yes. You know, as, as we get older, we find that there's more tests we have to do, colonoscopies yes. and this and that and the other. Yes. So, you know, by closing that gap yes. in preventative care mm -hmm. and seeing that doctor on a regular basis, you're going to be able to get ahead yes. of really serious life conditions, heart attacks, yes. um, you know, colon cancers, yes, other cancers, and other so things. on. Yes. And that makes yes, a big difference. Absolutely. And maybe, you know, when if they decide to have a family of their own, they'll kind of adopt that with mm -hmm. their family. Um, so, you know, kind of getting the 30,000 view of it, you know, the big view of it, right. not just the, you know, micro view of a well care visit. On a macro level, it is kind of that like systematic development of skills that a young person can take into their, their family that they might have in the future. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, now, we said earlier that this is for Union County predominantly. What if a parent is outside of Union County and they have questions? Sure. Are you available to answer their questions even though it's not part of yeah, the absolutely. Union County program? They can, they can certainly call our office and Anna and we can, you know, connect them up. And we do have um, a provider resource guide that has every single seven county, um, all, you know, all offices in there. And there are at least a couple offices in every single of the seven counties where they serve 11 to 21 year olds. So we do have a specific resource guide that we will access. And if they would like a copy we would get that to them they can also you know print it off and you know from our website or, or what have you but definitely want to make sure that you know we're serving all seven counties with at least you know some referrals and information and we'll do that we did the homework for you you right. can just call and <laughs> yeah. we'll give you we'll give you the list we did all the the, the the making sure that everybody is up to date and accurate and we try to stay on top of making sure that you know the the people who are in the offices are there because as I had said earlier in the podcast, not everybody has, you know, like a pediatrician 10 minutes from their front door. Right. There is a shortage of, you know, pediatricians and our family care offices, our family docs do a lot of heavy lifting with, you know, caring for adolescents and young adults. And we want to make sure that anyone that's out there, you know, we know, we know them and, and we have the list up to date. So it should be a pretty easy, you know, for us to hook you up with that information. Very so. good. Well, we've covered a lot of ground in a very short amount of time, Jessica. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I just appreciate, you know, having me in to do the podcast and getting the word out about why it's important and kind of connecting those dots between, you know, we do that obviously now, but then we do it for the future as well. And um, I do think young people have been through a lot <laughs> these last couple of years yeah. with the COVID-19 pandemic. And um, if that helps a young person get 
help for other stuff that might, you know, be going on, you know, at home or at school. Um, it's nice to think that we're going to, you know, try to get them seen and maybe we don't want someone suffering in silence or not getting the help right. that they need. So um, we take that very seriously and I'm, you know, very blessed and honored to be doing the work and, and coordinating and taking care of this grant for the health department. But anyone has any questions, they can certainly call and we'll, we'll try to help them as best we can. All right. So. Very good. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for sure. doing this. And yeah. I've been excited talking with you and getting all the yeah. information out. you got a lot going on over the next few months. Yes. We're looking um, forward to it. So. How can families reach out to you now? So, yeah, it would definitely be um, calling our office um, at the at the Anna Clinic. It's uh, 618-833-8561 would be the best way to get a hold of me is to, to call. And we'll get back with you and get you what you need. Okay. Very good. Well, thanks again. I appreciate that. No problem. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Southern 7 Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did bringing it to you. To catch all of the Southern 7 Podcasts, make sure you download the Southern 7 app and also please share it with a friend. If you'd like more information about the services here at Southern 7 Health Department, just give us a call at 618-634-2297. Or again, you can download the Southern 7 app and that will take you to all things Southern 7 Health Department and Head Start. Once again, from all of us here at Southern 7 Health Department and Head Start, thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us again soon.